Well, good late evening, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. Coming off a Texas Tech bowl clinching victory over Iowa State um, in the cold, cold, cold climate of Ames, Iowa. So we're going to break that down. We're talking some tech basketball, preview the Maui Invitational, talk a little bit of, we'll talk NFL, uh, the 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 good, the Chiefs, and then the bad and ugly, which is the Dallas Cowboys. Um, and then we'll uh, finish up with the Chris Carpenter tip of the week. So let's jump right into it. Um, huge, obviously huge, huge, huge win for Texas Tech tonight, um, defeating Iowa State 14-10. to um, Let's get the elephant out of the room first. It was not a pretty game to watch. Um, you know, the conditions obviously, I think, contributed to that. Um, not a lot of offense being produced, you know, and we'll talk more about the offense in a minute, but I, I've got to give huge kudos again. The Texas Tech defense, they, I mean, they won this game tonight for Tech, and they won it on the backs of uh, two goal line stands. They were able to shut down Iowa State, force them into settling uh, for field goals, which they missed two of them. And, you know, just a great win uh, with the defense, especially coming off the heels of last week losing Tyree Wilson. Uh, well, I think probably you're losing him for the season. I, I, I can't imagine he will come back, uh, you know, even next week um, for the game against Oklahoma, especially now that you're bowl eligible. Um, you know, I, there is a, there is a great NFL career potential to focus in on. And and I get that. So, but, you know, really kudos to the defense. Um, you gave up a lot of yards, but when the rubber met the road, you stood tall and you were able to bear down and, and stuff Iowa state and, and. 10 points is all you gave up tonight. And I and I get it. Iowa State's um, offense is not um, very good. But, you know, this this defense was put into, again, they were put into some really bad positions um, with turnovers and the offense not moving. And yet you were able to you were able to bear up and, and, and shut down Iowa State and give yourself an opportunity to win. And, uh, you know, the the MVP of this game is that defense. The defense was able to to bear up and, and, and get it done, you know. And, again, credit Tim DeRuiter. Um, he is A++++ uh, higher from Joey McGuire for defensive coordinator. And, and you know, it's just been it's been fun to watch this defense this year. Um, are they are they an awesome defense? No, they're not there yet. But you know they 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 give you a chance to win every game. Which for many many years, if you were a Tech football fan, you certainly couldn't say that about the defense. Now you can. So offensively, you know it was ugly. <laughs> let's let's get that out of the way. It was ugly, um, but you you. Scored enough points to win, and I think that's all that matters tonight. Um, I was frustrated in a lot of the game with uh, the fact that it just, you know, we didn't run the ball as much as I think we should, and I we should have. And I'm not, you know, I don't want to, I don't ever want to be uh, the kind of podcast host that criticizes coaches' play calling and all that. You know, 
coaches, obviously, they see more than, you know, this yodel named Chris Carpenter um, with film and everything. So, uh, but it, it was frustrating because it, it felt for a bulk of the night, you got, you know, you'd run on first down, then you'd throw twice and then three and out, pump the ball away. Um, and then there were there were several times where that third down play, you know, Shuck ends up getting sacked and you're backed up to your own end zone. And then you're relying on Matt Austin McNamara to, to uh, get you a big boom punt, which, I mean, he did m- multiple times, but that, again, not the best position to be in. But again, you found a way to win. And, you know, that last drive, you go back and look at that last drive, you ran the ball extremely effectively with Taj Brooks and then you utilized your tight end for that touchdown. And, um, you know, those are, those are the two things I'd like to see the offense do more of. And I think you, you would be more successful doing that, um, especially with the offensive line you have now. And, you know, we've, I don't want to beat them up too much because I feel like that's all I do half the time on this podcast. But, yeah, you know, the, the, those two components, running the ball more and I think utilizing your tight ends, you get it's going to help make the offense flow better in these, you know, these last two games coming up. But again, you found a way to win, and and that, I think that's the important thing. Um, this was a type of game that past Texas Tech teams would lose, and they would lose pretty badly. Um, you, the conditions weren't very good, and that really didn't seem to affect Texas Tech that much tonight. Um, the, the the interesting telling video. Um, was Iowa State's quarterback, he was wearing oven mitts on the sideline. I didn't see Tyler Shuck doing that. So Texas Tech, I think, played played the, the adversity of the weather perfectly. You know, contrast that to what happened in 2018 when they went up to Kansas State, didn't bother to bring heaters, and, you know, they got their butts beat in. So uh, very tale of two cities there, tale of two uh, – two games um you know um but yeah this is a wins a wins a win you get yourself to bowl eligibility there were it was really interesting to me last couple weeks that fans were almost they were kind of almost writing off this game and they were like oh but we'll get bowl eligible against Oklahoma and I thought that I don't want to be in the position of having to rely on beating Oklahoma, even though you're at home, to get yourself bowl eligible. And so now you you don't have to deal with that conversation. Um, it looks like Oklahoma is probably going to win against, yeah, they did win, 28-13 against Oklahoma State. And so they got themselves bowl eligible and so a little bit different setup to this game than what you could have potentially had where you would have had Tech and Oklahoma battling it out for bowl eligibility next week in the Jones. I don't know what to make of this Oklahoma team. Obviously, they're they're not the normal Oklahoma teams we've seen the last 10 years. Um, but they've had some moments where they've bubbled up and they've won. I mean, tonight they looked like world beaters in the first half. They got themselves up twenty-eight nothing against Oklahoma State. Now, is that more of a product of Oklahoma State again no showing, or is that a product of you know this Oklahoma team maybe starting to figure some things out a little bit? I don't know. Um, 
you know, so they, they, they've figured out a way to win a couple of games down the stretch, but you look at their losses and they're, they're really, really bad losses. Um, losing to West Virginia. Yes, I know it was in Morgantown, but West Virginia is the worst team in the Big 12 and it's really not even close. The losing the way you lost to Texas, the complete no show against TCU, complete no, uh, you know, losing to Kansas State. You've had some really bad losses um, if you're Oklahoma. So I, I really don't know what to make of next week's game. Is Tech going to be relaxing a little bit more because you're bowl eligible? I hope not. I think this is definitely a beatable Oklahoma team. But I, I just I don't know. I just don't know what to make of them. And I don't know what to make of your chances against them in this game. So that's going to be something very interesting to keep an eye on. I did. I do have one last little wrap-up thing on the Iowa State game. What the heck was Matt Campbell doing at the end? You know, it was almost like he just waved the white flag and gave up. You know, the la- their last offensive drive, I thought, surely, I mean, it was three minutes to go. I thought, surely, this is four-down territory. He punts the ball. So that that already was like, okay, that's weird. And then Tech runs finally runs the ball, uh, you know, three straight times. But the first two times, Tech gets a first down, and then Tech keeps running the ball, and Oklahoma's a timeout, or Oklahoma. Iowa State has a timeout left, and they don't use it. And so Tech's just, Tech just bleeds the clock down. They finally stuff them to get to get yourself to a third and long, and it's like 28 seconds left. And uh, at that point, the math's not going to work out for you, Matt Campbell, uh, with the game clock and the play clock. And so Tech just takes a knee and wins. It was just it was a weird way to end the game. And I mean, I don't I, I don't know if I don't know what would have happened, but I mean, surely I just thought I was really shocked that they did. number one didn't go for it on fourth down um, that last offensive drive, but then number two they just kind of let Tech bleed the clock down uh, to to nothing and. I mean, that's fine with me. I mean, it worked out for Tech, but that that was weird. So other things that happened around the Big 12 uh, this week, the Baylor-TCU game, wild, uh, wild finish. Um, you know, TCU found a way to win. Baylor gave them all they got. And, I, you know, great game. I don't know. And I may jinx them because I do tend to do this on the podcast. But I may start to believe. I may be starting to believe that TCU can do this and get themselves into the playoff. I mean, they've got Iowa State next week, and there's nothing. There's nothing that indicates to me that they're going to lose that game. Um, then they, they're they're probably. I'm leaning at this point. I know it's still up in the air. In fact, there's still a scenario that Tech could play in the Big Twelve championship game. I don't think it's going to happen, but you know. I think you're going to end up with Kansas State in the Big 12 championship game against TCU. That's going to be an interesting championship game, to say the least. Um, you know, that was a really thrilling game when they played in Fort Worth earlier this season. I think Kansas State is probably the the only team in the Big 12 that could take down um, TCU at this point. 
Although, I mean, I would be game for another, and it won't happen now because Baylor's eliminated, but I would have been game for another Baylor-TCU rivalry uh, rematch in the in the Big 12 championship game. I think that would have been a fun uh, rematch, you know. But it everything seems to be clearing the way for TCU to get themselves into the playoff. Now, the bad news is if you're the four seed, you're going to have to play Georgia. So you're you're kind of, if you're TCU, and and you, and I think you can get yourself to the to the three seed at worst, but and then depending on how everything else breaks, maybe two seed. You're going to have to have both Ohio State and Michigan lose, which one of them will lose at least next week. But um, if you get yourself to the three seed, then you're playing a probably I'm predicting probably Ohio State. I think they're going to beat Michigan. You're playing an Ohio State team in the playoff versus having to play a Georgia team again. So what's interesting with the playoff now is who's going to take that four spot. You know, Tennessee loses tonight. And is it LSU gets that four spot? Is it the loser of the Ohio State-Michigan game getting that four spot? Is it... Tennessee. I mean, I think Tennessee's out. Could Clemson come back in into play now? I don't know. That's what's going to be interesting to see. I love chaos when it comes to this playoff because I think the more chaos and more upset teams, the higher likelihood you get a playoff expansion. So if I had to predict right now, I mean, obviously Georgia's going to be number one. I think Ohio State beats Michigan next week, and then I think whoever they play in the Big Ten championship game. They can still play Iowa, by the way, in the Big Ten championship game. I think they beat them, so they'll be the number two seed. At this point, I think TCU does it and gets themselves undefeated. They would be the three seed. And then here's who it's gonna who here's who I think it comes down to. Um I think it comes down to Clemson or Michigan. And I would give I would give the edge to Michigan because I think and a lot of that will hinge on if Michigan gets blown out next week, then they would be out. If they lose a close game to Ohio State, they've got to have the edge at four over Clemson, who lost to a Notre Dame team that has lost, has dropped multiple bad games this year. So I don't know. It, it, and, and you know what? Clemson could go out and lose to South Carolina next week. I mean, South Carolina played lights out against Tennessee tonight. If that happens, then obviously I think, yeah, Michigan, you know, it that Michigan-Ohio State game, it matters for pride, but does not necessarily matter as a playoff eliminator. So it, it there's, there's a lot to still – deal with and then i mean chaos what's the big chaos is what if georgia loses in the big 12 or big 12 in the sec championship game i don't think it matters i think they're in no matter what but do you leave out even though there are two loss sec champion lsu team i don't know that's that's what's going to be interesting to watch and then if tcu loses then i think you're going to end up with a two loss team in the playoff so um, lots, lots to still play for, lots to still figure out within the playoff, you know. So, 
But uh, other games around the Big 12, West Virginia loses again. Uh, yeah, Kansas State. Or West, Neil Brown is probably done. The Oh, and I, I just got a text on about the tro- USC. Forgot to mention them. Could they vault over and, and end up with a, a getting in now? I don't know. That that's what's gonna be an interesting debate. And it, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. But back to what I was saying about Big Twelve. Uh, I think Neil Brown, I it's not a matter of if but when they pull the trigger and fire him. Um I was shocked by Texas just routing Kansas. I thought it would I thought it would have been closer. But yeah, Texas won big time. So, but yeah, at this point, Big 12-wise, Big 12 championship-wise, Kansas State's got the edge. I, th- I think they're, they're going to be the team that ends up going to the Big 12 championship game. So we're going to have an all-purple Big 12 championship game. And that's that could be a landmine for TCU, having to – having to come out and beat Kansas State again. So be interesting to see what happens. So let's let's kind of switch gears a little bit. We'll talk some NFL football. And, yeah, the Cowboys lose to the Packers. Water is wet headline. Um, I wasn't surprised. You know, I, I think I kind of alluded to it on last week's episode that this was a potential um, because – yeah, Cowboys historically they've not. I think they've only won once in Lambeau in their history. Aaron Rodgers has a pretty dominant record versus the Cowboys, and yeah, you know everything just kind of came together. The Cowboys did not play good. Dak didn't play good, and you know you you kind of let the Packers hang around, and yeah, and it doesn't get any easier against the Vikings tomorrow. I have a bad feeling we're going to be hearing that stupid Viking horn a lot tomorrow because, I mean, I, I, I'm i starting to become more of a believer in the Vikings too. You know, that that, that win against Buffalo was extremely impressive and they, they, they seem to be a pretty strong team. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Chiefs play the Chargers tomorrow night. Should be a – it's not – as intriguing of a game as their first matchup, but you know this is this is still potentially I think a a tough tough out for Kansas City. You're playing in L.A. You are better at this point than than the Chargers, but we've seen teams lose to inferior teams in the NFL. It happens all the time. I mean, heck, the Chiefs lost to the Colts um, early on in the season, so that should be an interesting game. But you know, at this point. The Chiefs are number one in the AFC right now. They they, if the season ended today because of the uh, the losses Buffalo has accrued the last couple of weeks, your you got the home field advantage, which I think is extremely important. I don't want to have to go to Buffalo in January and try and win an AFC championship. So you got to keep pace. Buffalo's got two pretty easy games next two weeks in Cleveland and Detroit. And so you got to take care of business against the Chargers this week um, to kind of keep yourself in a good in a good spot. So, but it should be an interesting game. Oh, it's the last thing we're going to talk about is the Texas Tech basketball team. They are three and zero. 
pretty sloppy game on Monday, pretty close game, closer than I think a lot of fans anticipated. But at least you won. You didn't lose like Oklahoma has, Oklahoma State has, or like TCU lost to to a team you beat by 20-something points, 27 points in your opening game. Uh, Louisiana Tech, obviously, I think a better team than those teams that Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and um, TCU lost to. But, I mean, there were there were several moments that Tech shot themselves in the foot with turnovers. That's that's to me, is the glaring issue right now is the turnover problem. And you know, Pop Isaacs is the one that's got to get it under control. If you're going to be a quality point guard, you can't turn the ball over. And too much of that was the certainly going on on Monday against Louisiana Tech. Here's the bright spot. You've had a full week of practice. They're, they're in Maui preparing for the Maui Invitational, which they will start Monday against Creighton. It's going to be a tough out against Creighton because Creighton is a very good three-point shooting team, which tends to be an Achilles heel when you play the no-middle defense like Tech does. So I I think it's going to be a tough game against Creighton. You would you will get either Louisville or um, Arkansas in the second game. I think Louisville probably loses. So if you're in the loser's bracket, you play Louisville, which I think could be a pretty easy win. I'd love to see Tech and Arkansas play. I think that'd be a really intriguing game. But, you know, we'll see what happens. I, you could very easily go 0-3 at the Maui Invitational. You could go – I think you could go 2-1 depending on the way the bracket breaks for you. 3-0 I think is going to be a bit of a stretch. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens. This is Again, this is still a team in development. You've got some, I think you've got some really talented pieces. It's still going to be tough with AMAC out, but I think you've got, uh, you know, you've just got to get them to gel together. And once they get there, they're going to be dangerous. And if you're gelling together end of January, end of February, you're in a good position. Now, here's some bad news for tech fans UT's really good this year, and they may beat you, they may sweep you. I don't think they will sweep you. I think you'll at least split with them, but. Yeah, Beard Beard put together a fine team this year. We'll see what happens when we get to March and who gets farther because I I still think the Mark Adams model that we saw last year of bringing in these players and having some early season struggles, early struggles, and then having them gel together is a lot more conducive to getting yourself to the second weekend of the NCAA tournament than just – you know, doing this catch-all of every talented player, let's come here and we'll figure it out once you get here, like Texas does. But, you know, UT's a very talented team this year, you know. And they have a lovely little quaint little arena. I mean, it's kind of cute. So, (laughs) but, yeah, this is a fun time of the year. Football, we're going to get to go to a bowl game and basketball's uh, ramping up. As far as bowl game, uh, the projections I've seen – First Responder Bowl, the Armed Forces Bowl. First Responder Bowl, I believe, is in Dallas at SMU Stadium. Armed Forces Bowl would be in Fort Worth. The Guaranteed Rate Bowl uh, is on the table as well. That's in Phoenix. I think you're going to have to beat Oklahoma to get to 7-5 and five to potentially go back to the Liberty Bowl 
or go to the Cheese It Bowl in Orlando. I think those are those are kind of the ones on the table right now. If TCU runs the table, gets to the playoff, then you would probably end up with Kansas State in the Sugar Bowl for the New Year's Six Bowl. I don't see the Big 12 getting another team in the New Year's Six. I think it would, um, at this point, just because of losses, I don't see that happening. So, you you know, you have bowl tie-ins with the Alamo Bowl. I think they probably end up taking Texas. You have, I have to look it up, but uh, the Texas Bowl in Houston, that could be a potential. I still think you got to beat Oklahoma to get to 7-5 and five to get there. Um, and they might want to take Baylor more than you at this point. Baylor's going to have a better record. Um so it'll just be interesting to see what happens. But these are these are good conversations to have in, in in the end of November here that you're going to get to go bowling. Now the discussion determination is where. And and you make you get yourself to a better bowl if you win next week against Oklahoma and get yourself to seven and five. Plus could be the last time Oklahoma comes to the Jones. Love to send them out with a loss, just like you sent Texas out with a loss. So although they may be here another two years. I don't know <laughs> if that's still a fluid situation as well. So anyway, we're going to go ahead and take the break. And when we come back, it'll be time for the Chris Carpenter tip of the week. Plus I'll have a special announcement. And welcome back to this week's episode of the Chris Carpenter show. It is now time for the Chris Carpenter tip of the week. And my tip of the week deals with, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is coming up on Thursday. Um, remember the spirit of Thanksgiving and that this is a time to think about what you are thankful for in your life. And this is a time of gratitude to be around family. And it's also a, t- a good time to take a step back and have some rest and renewal. So, you know, take advantage of that. You know, some of you may have several days off. I'm I'm lucky I get I actually get the full week off. This upcoming week off very much needed. Um you know, if you only get a few days off, still take advantage of that opportunity to have some rest and renewal and Reflect on what you're thankful for. You know, there's so many, it's so much easier at times just to be complaining all the time, griping about things, but we all have some things we can be thankful for. And so really spend this time reflecting on what you're thankful for. So I do have a big announcement we are going to have a midweek madness this week. Um, since I'm off from school, I'll be recording one on Wednesday. For those of you that are maybe new listeners to the podcast, my midweek madness, um, I did s- several of those throughout the summer. The midweek madness uh, episodes tend to be not very sports-driven. I tend to focus on thing, other things that I'm interested in pop culture type things. We're going to spend some time this Wednesday focusing in on kind of the state of Star Trek, which we did this back in June. Um, 
And then I'm going to talk a couple. Oh, I'm going to talk. I don't know, well, that was weird. I'm going to talk about some um, movies that I've seen the last few months that recommendations, maybe some to steer away from. And we'll get on down the road. But I'm excited to be able to do a midweek madness this week. So we're take advantage of this time off and and uh, do that. So I will see you Wednesday for the Midweek Madness Thanksgiving edition. And then I will see you for the regular episode of the Chris Carpenter Show next Saturday. It'll be, it'll be after the Oklahoma game, which is a 6.30 start. So it'll be a late one next week. But um, we'll, we will get to it. And I will see you next week on the Chris Carpenter Show.